0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeff Gardner. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today, we have another good neighbor on, Andrea Donis from Donis Studios. Andrea, welcome to the show. How are you today?
1: Thank you so much. I'm well, thanks. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing very good. I love having these conversations, so I'm very pleased to to have a conversation with you so I know that we met before way back you know pre-covid and um, we're very interested in businesses like yours but for the people that are listening that have maybe heard of you maybe forgotten haven't had a reminder in a while or people that haven't heard of you tell us a little bit about your business what is it that you do?
1: Sure. So our business is Dona Studios, and we're a collaborative art studio that's located in Newmarket, Ontario. And so we're all about helping our students experience the transformative power of the arts, and particularly building self-confidence, building self-trust, and building inner strength through the performing arts. The performing arts are a beautiful tool for that. So we offer private lessons in voice and piano, so music lessons. We also have a children's choir called Rise. And our youngest singers, our many maestros, are from JK to grade one. And then our choir programs go from grade two through grade twelve. We also have summer arts camp programs, and we also offer visual arts classes as well. And our newest offering, which is coming soon, our own students are piloting it right now, but it will be open to the, our greater community soon, which is our Artists Within Membership, which is an online membership program where you can build that self-confidence through the arts by developing an artistic practice that you absolutely love. So that's a little bit about us.
0: Like what don't you do to to <laughs> uplift our youth? So remind me of the age group.
1: We work with students of all ages and all levels of experience as well. So our youngest students are age 4 and I think our oldest student at the moment is in their 50s.
0: Awesome. So before we get into your journey, how you got into this, why choose why choose art? Why is why do you believe art is so empowering? to a human
1: being. The arts are really powerful on so many levels. I experienced it firsthand as a child. I grew up with the arts. Our house was surrounded by the arts and music, especially. Our whole family was involved in music in music in the community, music in our church. And I really believe that's where a lot of my self-confidence came from, is from participating in the arts, participating in choir, being around other people who love the arts. We just connected in a really special and unique way. And it was such a beautiful way to build that resilience and that inner strength. Performance is difficult. It's challenging for a lot of people, but it's an amazing opportunity to practice those performance skills, to gain that self-confidence and just that self-trust that you can believe in yourself, that if you work hard and you put in that time and that effort and you have an amazing community that surrounds you, you can really Um, build that that self-trust and that self-efficacy, that belief in yourself. So I think that's just so powerful. And then there's so much research out there about the arts in terms of how good it is for your health, how it is for your mental health, how it is, um, how powerful it is just for your communication skills and relationship building skills, cognitive development, the brain-body coordination in the arts is incredible. So the arts is a powerful, powerful tool. And I really think that everyone should be involved in the arts on some level.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking that the whole time I'm thinking like, so for whoever's listening, that is maybe struggling with any of those, um, that list that Andrea just listed out for us, uh, start playing in the world of the arts, whatever it may be. Uh, there's, it's so diverse. There's so many different options. Um, you know, that self confidence, self expression, self love community, dealing with teammates, dealing with hardship, um, it just, I think it builds a more resilient, but more well-rounded individual. And it's, if we can learn and grow while being joyful, I mean, I, that seems to be the winning combination for me. There's many things out there that will make us, uh, that we'll that will grow from that are painful, maybe less joyful. But if you can feel like you're at play while you're growing and become a more valuable version of yourself. I think that's the winning ticket. So I love that you do that. I'm very curious about your journey. I know you talked a little bit about the arts have been involved in your life uh, at a young age. So I imagine that's a part of it. But outside of the litany of reasons you just gave us to be involved in the arts, uh, what led you to it's one thing to be involved in the arts, but you have now taken it upon yourself to run an entire business and help so many people. So what led you to to this journey, to, to opening up this business, to, to giving so much back to, um, especially, um, our youth. But as you said, there's many different ages. What led you to this path, Andrea?
1: I've always been just passionate about the arts. As, as I mentioned, it's been part of my upbringing for sure. And I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. Um, About the time I was about in grade nine, and so I went into university. I studied music education at the undergraduate and graduate levels. And when I finished my university studies, I worked in um, private education. I worked in an independent school as the vocal and choral music teacher, which I absolutely loved and just provided me with me with some amazing experience. And then I also went on to work with a, a. a children's choir, a professional children's choir. And then when I um, had my daughter, I decided it was time to open up my own studio because I just really believed that there was a different way to inspire Um, artists, and I really wanted to create an environment that was really welcoming, that felt really, really safe and encouraging for artists to take risks, for them to be creative, to be imaginative. And my experience in the arts, definitely there was sort of an elitist sort of perspective that classical music was the only way to go. It was the only way. And there just seemed to be this elite sort of feeling and attitude towards it. And also an attitude of you had to be quote-unquote, good, or have a gift to be able to participate in the arts, which I do not believe. Everyone can learn. Everyone can be a part of the arts. Everyone can experience the joy and the beauty that the arts have to offer. There's so many benefits. And so I just knew that I wanted to create an environment that was different, <clears throat> that just I didn't see in the arts world. And so that was really important to me to create this fun and encouraging and creative space for artists to grow, still getting that high level education at the highest level, but still having that encouraging and supporting environment where everyone felt welcome and included and could try out the arts and see where that fit into their life.
0: I just find human beings so fascinating. I mean, I think we're just an incredible species to take an idea um, and make it into something real is incredible to me and that you've done this is incredible but one of my favorite parts from what you just said is that there's still a number of especially uh, in the imagine in the arts worlds i'm not uh, uh, i'm more green to that that's your kind of playground uh, but the world of athletics there's still this idea that you're born with it or you're not which i reject entirely i think Maybe you could argue that the superpower for human beings is the ability to learn, learning how to learn and how much it can change your life. If you find some purpose in what you're doing or hopefully some joy as well, it's incredible. You, you, you may not have been deemed good at it in the early stages and then all of a sudden a handful of years of dedicated work and a real drive behind it. And it's amazing what we can accomplish when, um, when you focus on just learning. Uh, And you're in this good space of encouragement, like you said. I think it's fantastic work that you do. Something outside of, uh, actually, before we go on to you, can you tell us, and I think you alluded to a little bit uh, a minute ago, but can you tell us about some myths or misconceptions about your business in particular or maybe the industry of the arts?
1: yes and i think i did i did allude to that already number one myth i would say is this sort of elitist attitude that that you need to that first of all that only classical music is the only thing that you should that's worthy of study and it's really not there's so much beauty and joy in the arts and there's so many different styles and genres of music that we can learn through and grow through so I would say that's the number one myth um not the classical music's not fabulous and I studied it and absolutely love it but it's not for everybody and that's a okay and the second myth um is again, this idea that you're born with it, that not everybody can participate in the arts. And I completely disagree. None of us are born born knowing how to play the guitar. We need lessons to learn, or we need you know someone to instruct us and to share and to show us. And same as artists with our singing voice or any instrument, we aren't born necessarily with that skill, but we have the capacity to learn and to grow if we have the desire and the motivation. So I think, That's the number one. You don't need to have a certain level of experience. You don't need to be a certain age. Anyone can learn and grow and experience the joy of music.
0: Yeah, I love it. So for the person that, you know, young student is learning how to play an instrument, has noticed that maybe other kids or their peers in their classrooms are picking it up faster than them. And they may think to themselves, I'm just not good at this. Like, what do you say to that person that wants to do it, that notice that they're going at maybe a slower rate and just immediately thinks less of themselves in many cases that this is just not for me? I'm just not good at this. Can anybody learn pretty much any of these things at their own pace with the right encouragement? What do you say to that young person?
1: Absolutely. Um, It's all about the process. And what I would do is with working with that particular student, the brain-body coordination is different for everyone. That connection between reading music, hearing music, um, finding that music on your instrument and creating that music, everyone is just different in terms of what their strengths are and what they sort of lean towards when it comes to the arts. And so I would just be working with that student to find what they were really passionate about. It might be a certain style of music. That's the reason why they're not developing at the same rate as maybe a classmate but everyone learns at their own pace in a different way and sometimes they just need encouragement in different ways they need different opportunities they need different teaching methods and that's really important to us at our studio that when we when we work with a student we're really looking at the individual and what really sets them on fire what are they passionate about what is their strength what is their gravitational pull towards in terms of the arts. And then we work with them to develop that skill as we bring along the other skills with it. So it really is all part of the process, all part of the journey and everyone can learn. And we would just continue to encourage that individual and support them in the best way that we can and giving them those skills so that they can practice at home and develop those skills away from their lesson, but also within their lesson.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Keep trying. For the people that are stuck right now find a good mentor find a good teacher and I love that you customize it to their specific needs as you said that that brain body connection the way we all learn is a little bit different than the person sitting beside us outside of business and all this magic that you're creating for people out there what do you and I I like asking this question what do you do for fun I imagine your work is very fulfilling and fun but outside of work what does Andrew get up to for fun
1: It is for sure. My work is very fulfilling and very fun. But yes, as a family, we enjoy hiking. So we do a lot of hiking, our -hmm. family and also rock climbing. I absolutely love rock climbing. So we do a lot of indoor climbing and travel as well. So COVID was hard because we didn't get to travel as much, but definitely adventurous. I love to explore new cultures and new locations and new places. So traveling is a real passion of mine.
0: Beautiful. What's, what's the top one to recommend to us? I got some places I need to go, Andrea. Send me on my path.
1: Where well, am I going? My family, we just came back. Uh, we went in November on a transatlantic cruise. So oh. we started in Italy. Um, we visited Cartagena, Spain and two of the Canary Islands. And then we did a full seven day crossing of the Atlantic Ocean and ended in Miami. And it was a really, really cool adventure for our family. It was really, really neat. Uh, We were very fortunate with beautiful weather and calm seas. So that was lovely. And I have to say the stargazing at night in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean Uh, is like nothing I've ever seen before.
0: Yeah, no light pollution. I imagine just lights up the sky. I haven't done uh, it to the scale that you were talking about, but a couple of cruises and those moments are just kind of surreal because there's like nowhere else you can get something like that. This perfect weather, nice breeze, pitch black everywhere, and then just, just dotted with stars everywhere in the sky. It's pretty. It's a pretty cool experience. For anybody who hasn't done it, you may want to experience it. Um, so that's the light side of the conversation. The more challenging side, but I think still extremely beneficial, and that's why we ask it, is uh, I just find this day and age... Not always. This is not a general statement across the board, but for many, that what we put out into the world, especially on the digital forums, is the best parts of our lives, or even skewing some parts of our lives to make them look even better. And for the person that's struggling out there and saying, I don't resonate with this because my life is challenging, all lives are challenging. Um, I think if we share some of our more difficult moments in life, it becomes less of a negative and it becomes more of like a you know, the hard moments of my life are almost like the cost for growing. They're like a prerequisite to becoming a better version of ourselves. So uh, I try to share my own hardships, uh, maybe as a beacon to show that showing hardships is not a weakness, but a strength. Uh, I also think it resonates with other people. So can you tell us about a life challenge or a hardship that maybe you had to face or you chose to face, but probably sucked in the moment. But when you look back on it, Um, don't regret it or happy that you went through it because it made you a stronger, maybe more resilient or maybe more joyful version of yourself.
1: Um, I thought I would share a challenging experience that I had back in my university days, actually, which is the true reason why I created Dona Studios and sort of I saved this story (laughs) Um, because I knew this question was coming. And when I was in university, I was invited to perform at a singer showcase. And so that happens at the beginning of every year. And the top four uh, jury recipients or top four marks in the juries from the previous year. And so your jury is like your final performance exam of the year. They get invited to sing at a singer showcase. And as a perform as an education ma- major, sorry, um, as an education major, it's very rare to be invited to one of, these, one of these singer showcases and I was invited. And so I was really honored to be invited, very excited, quite nervous, obviously to perform at something like this. And I, had, I was not feeling 100%, but I knew I needed to do it. My teacher was very excited about this. And so I showed up in the green room the day of the performance, and there was three other performance majors there. And the first thing they said to me was, well, we've never seen you in this green room before. And so there was lots of talk about what I was wearing, what I would be singing. Um, they they had a, it was a little bit of a mean girl sort of atmosphere and i remember thinking wow like this isn't what arts should be about we should be encouraging one another we should be supporting one another we all made it here together um and as i was the last to perform and as each performer finished their performance and came backstage they said to me we'll be in the audience watching you we'll be checking you out and so they each left and there i was standing alone at the back of the stage waiting for my turn to perform and I just remember it getting to me, and me being very frustrated that it had got to me because I prepared well. I deserved to be there, I was invited to be there, and yet this was what I was experiencing just right prior to my performance. And so I performed. I did well. I pushed through, though it wasn't my best performance, and my teacher even commented that it wasn't <laughs> that it wasn't my best performance. But I did it, and I was proud of myself for continuing and on, continuing on, and doing it. But it was a moment when I stepped away from that that I thought this is not what music should be about. And I don't want anyone else to have to experience something like that in a performance situation, because I truly believe that every performance we have is a practice session for performing. We need to develop our performance skills. The only way we can do it is through practice. And so I've created within the studio environment where we practice performance all the time. There's all kinds of performing opportunities for our students so that they can overcome their performance anxiety in a really encouraging environment. And so that's sort of my way of giving back from that particular challenging experience. It really was a wake-up call to me that the arts needed to be done differently. And we needed to have a different attitude about performing and how we encourage one another in performance situations so that we can overcome performance anxiety so that we can develop those communication skills which are vital in life.
0: Oh man, so much to take away from that. But at least, not at least, one of the main um, points that I got from that was through that hardship, through that moment in time, now an organization has been created to provide a better space a, a playground of encouragement and support for many many people from one hardship so i like pointing that out That's people that are going through the phase of suck i call it <laughs> very uncomfortable situation maybe sweaty palms nervous a little bit you never know what can come from that just by facing that fear um it's it's unfortunate that you had to go through that but in a way i'm kind of happy you did because look at what you've done from it i think competition is healthy Mm-hmm. um i think it can really help push us but there's competition can look many different ways it can look very self-serving which i don't know is so healthy for us and, and can look like what you experienced and then it could also be competition and supporting one another you know get up there and do a great job but i'm going to try as well um but look at what you created from that i think that's great i really appreciate you sharing that story with us andrea my pleasure what is one thing you wish your, uh, our listeners knew about your business in particular?
1: Hmm, that's a great, great question. Um, I think I just want your listeners to know that we're here to support and encourage you wherever you are on your artistic journey, wherever that may be. If you're at the beginning, if you're you know at a high level, whatever your goals are, we're here to work with you to help you achieve those goals and to develop an artistic practice that you ever, that you absolutely love so that you can connect with your art every day as a place of solace, of challenge, of play, and of skill development. And so we're here to support you every step of the way, and we're going to be your number one cheerleader.
0: I love it. I really love it. Um, my favorite question, and I leave this out on purpose, so you haven't seen this one yet, is... Um, <laughs> I believe business, being a son, being a a husband, being a wife, being a friend, a community member are all facets of life. But I look at it as the game that I'm playing is the game of life. That's the big arena that I think most humans would agree they are in. And so I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So my mentors taught me to think about what kind of impact I've currently created. So in the past creating right now and would like to for the future, not so much as a legacy. I don't know that legacy is so important to me in a hundred years. No one's even going to remember I exist, but um, you know, what kind of impact did I have on the world? So I like to ask people what kind of impact are you trying to leave on the world, Andrea?
1: I really want to help individuals to show up in the world with commitment, conviction, and connection. And everything I do is sort of centered around those three things, is that if you have the self-confidence, the self-trust um, in yourself, in your abilities, then you can show up in the world with commitment, conviction, and connection. And I think that's what all of us really want. And mean. Ooh,
0: I'm stealing that. Three Cs, <laughs> commitment, conviction, and connection, which really, I think you nailed it. I think that does make a great human being. I think a lot of us are looking for that. I think when we break our commitments, it doesn't feel great. Um, Connection, probably one of the most beautiful things about life. And then conviction, the best people that I follow believe in what they're doing fully. And it's clear to me that you believe in what you're doing. So three C's. I'm going to show the team that. I'm I'm taking that one.
1: (laughs) You're welcome to.
0: (laughs) Well, Andrea, it... it, um, It was a great conversation. Before we wrap, please tell the audience how they can find out about you, how they can get involved. How do they connect with
1: you? Um, You can find us at dona.studios.ca, and you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at dona.studios.
0: Beautiful. It was a wonderful conversation um, with you. Thank you for sharing so much and teaching us how deep the arts go, how impact, the impact that they have on a human being, uh, I think, is vast. And um, what you're trying to do out there—it's been a pleasure.
1: Um, Thank you.
0: Learning about your story, absolutely, Andrea.
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much. It's been a great conversation.
0: Yeah, it has. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Midhurst. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpmidhurst.com. That's gnpmidhurst.com or call 705-413-3775.